1: Welcome back to the show, where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison, and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. Now, on today's episode, we're diving into how you can control your own levels of happiness. Now, I decided to do this episode because I was running one of my Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats recently. And I was covering some ideas about how we are all born with the remote control to our brain. Like we are all born with it, but unfortunately we're not given the manual. We don't know how to use it in most cases. So a lot of our coping strategies we kind of fall into. Now that might be, we learn from our parents, how to, for example, resolve conflict by watching them. We might learn from friends. We might learn from teachers there might be grandparents that have influenced you in your life, there might be a very strong marketing campaign that formed early views in your mind as you were growing up that you've just adopted. And that is your go to way of coping with things. So we sometimes absorb these coping strategies and behaviours, just based on what we've witnessed, not necessarily based on whether it really is the most effective strategy to have. So Actually understanding that we control our own emotions is something that came quite as a shock. So especially one of my delegates the other day when I was running my retreat, she said at the end of the webinar that I've been running with them, she said, Sarah, one of the things that's really struck me from today is that I didn't realize that I could control my happiness. Because when I'm not feeling good, when I'm feeling low or sad, I'll just go to a friend or a family member or pick up the phone and put the responsibility on them to make me happy, to cheer me up. She said it really hadn't been something that I'd even considered that I could change how I felt myself. Now, this is absolutely fundamental. And that's why I rushed to do this episode today, because I really, really want to get the message out that you can control how you feel. Now, of course, if someone's being unkind, if someone's hurt your feelings, if you're going through a really tough breakup, maybe you have been betrayed by somebody that you really, really loved or just let down and disappointed. Obviously, that behavior is going to have an impact on you. And there is unfortunately no magic wand I can give you to take away all that pain. However, just because somebody has done something or acted in a certain way or is saying things that make you feel sad doesn't mean that you can't change that. And in my Heartbreak to Happiness retreat, I was going through lots of different things that you can do to instantly change how you feel, to dial down those negative feelings and actually yourself take control of the happiness dial and whack it right up. So I'm going to share some of those techniques with you today. Now, obviously, this is work in progress, it takes a little bit of practice, but if you are brave enough to step out of your comfort zone and test out right now as we go through the podcast some of these techniques and tools I'm going to share with you, I promise you you're going to see a big, big difference in how you feel. So what I'd like to do before we get started is you to have a think about where your happiness levels are right now. Now, as I discuss a lot with my guests on the show in other episodes, we talk about what happiness is for you. Now, happiness is different for everybody. For some of my guests, it's been peace and calm. For others, it's going on a self-development journey and discovering who they are. For others, it's contribution. For others, it's spending time with family and loved ones. So, first of all, it's important to identify what is you're aiming for. What makes you happy? Where? Where is your happy zone, if you like? What makes you smile, okay? So I want you to have a think about where you are now on a scale of happiness, not being not happy at all. And I know that a lot of people right now listening to this are going through really tough breakups. So it's understandable that you're going to be on the lower end of that scale. And that's okay. Don't beat yourself up. There are things you're going to learn right in this episode that are going to help you change that and start to feel a little bit happier now straight away, okay? so stay tuned because we're going to really dive into those techniques in just a second but before we get into that i want you to have a think about where you are on the scale of happiness not to 10 so not being not happy not feeling happy at all and 10 being ecstatic and everything is like making you very very happy and you're super content and everything's great okay so just in your head come up with a number where you think you are on that scale and um, just remember that because We're going to come back to it at the end just to see how these techniques and tools have boosted how you feel. Okay. So it's important to acknowledge that you can control the remote control to your brain. Okay. You can change how you're feeling, your state of mind. Now, let's try some things. First of all, I want you to put a big, beaming smile on your face. Okay. Huge, really big. Come on, please, please try it. I want you to really put a big, big smile on your face. Okay, I want you to really smile with your whole mouth, your cheeks, your eyes. I want you to really light up your face. Now I can hear those of you saying, I don't feel like smiling. I'm not gonna do that. No, no, no. Okay, please, I want you to push yourself out of your comfort zone just a little bit. Because if you carry on doing the things you're already doing in the way that you're doing it, you're gonna get the same results, okay? So what we have to do is be, be prepared to dig deep and just try some of these tools, okay? You can always go back to not doing them and feeling miserable again, but I just want you to test it out because if you try it, it will prove to you the impact of these techniques, okay? So put a big, big smile on your face and thank you to all of you out there right now who are doing this, okay? And it doesn't matter what other people think because having a big smile on your face is a great great thing okay and actually what you'll find is if you're smiling in public smiles are infectious so you get the double whammy of people smiling back at you which is also going to give you a boost now scientifically if you smile it sends a signal to your brain saying oh I must be feeling happy because my mouth is smiling my face is smiling okay so automatically it will dial down those negative emotions and whack up the happiness dial, because automatically you will start to feel better with a smile on your face. Okay, so that's the first one. Now, if you really want to get good at this, the next stage is to laugh. So what I want to do is hear you laughing. Okay, so (laughs) now some of you are going, okay, Sarah has really lost it at this stage. But I promise you, fake laughing will get those endorphins going, it will help you dial up the happiness level. Even if it's fake laughing, even though you're going, oh my goodness, this is so embarrassing, this is cringy, I don't feel happy, and I'm forcing the laughter. I promise you that fake laughing Will change how you feel. Now, I do this in my retreats and my delegates, and we were trying this in this webinar I was telling you about at the beginning. And people, at first, because they're all on camera with me, so I can see them, they weren't very sure about trying this out. Understandably, as a coach, I'm pushing you out of your comfort zone, you know, in a friendly way. I hope they were seeing it like that. It was a friendly way. But I went first and I was laughing and then some of them started laughing and then others started laughing. And then even the people that were most resistant to it actually relaxed and started laughing. And then that fake laughing turned into actual natural laughing. And then that spread throughout the group and everyone was actually probably laughing at just the ridiculousness probably of what we were doing. But actually it's infectious. And when you start to laugh, even if it's fake laughing, and even if you only try it for 10 seconds, I promise you that will make an instant difference to how you feel. Now, I can hear people saying, yeah, but it's not real. It's just forced. Yeah, at this point it is. And you're absolutely right. But the idea is we have to train our bodies to go to that happy place. Okay. Because even if we start shifting into a false laugh, which we don't really genuinely feel, it will shift how you feel. I promise you, on that scale, naught to 10, you're going to be creeping up that scale. Some of you will jump up. Yeah, you know, It doesn't mean it's sustained forever. Of course, it doesn't wipe away everything you're going through, but it will alter your state in that moment. And the more you get used to playing with that dial and taking control of the remote control to your own brain, the more you'll be able to fall back on this. And when you need to step up, maybe your kids come back from your ex. Maybe you've got to take an important call. Maybe a friend needs you for a change and they need you to be there to help them through something. This is how you do it. This is how you instantly change your state in a heartbeat to start feeling better, okay? So that you can show up for the things you need to show up in in life. The more you practice it, it's like building a muscle in the gym. At the beginning, it's like, oh, this is difficult. And it might be cringy. it might be embarrassing. You might think, oh my goodness, Sarah has completely lost her mind but I promise you with practice that muscle gets stronger and actually it becomes more natural and the laughing just becomes more of a natural part of your day. So test it out, a big smile and then pushing it through to laughter and having a good old giggle and seeing how it shifts you on that scale of happiness. Now other things that can help you. Now moving your physiology will instantly change your state. So What do I mean by physiology? I mean, moving your body. If you have a think about how you sit when you're feeling sad, you know, it's obvious you're going to be slumped. Your head is down. I can hear you saying, yeah, I'm familiar with that, Sarah. I do that a lot. Okay. Now, again, this is about consciously taking control with a remote control to your brain, which will then impact your body. So how do we do it? Well, if you know that sitting and slumping of your head down is your sad body behavior, then how about learning what your happy body language would be? So for most of us, it's standing up. It's our arms up in the air. If we're jumping around, our chins are up, we're going to feel happier, okay? Now, again, this will be pushing you out of your comfort zone because you might be very comfortable, curled up on the sofa, feeling sad. But if you want to change things and you're determined to get out of this slump, then I promise you, in a heartbeat, you can change that just by standing up, putting your hands in the air, your chin up, and doing five star jumps. (laughs) Star jumps, yeah, I said star jumps. I know, again, my son would say, "Mummy, you're being cringy. I know it's pushing you out of your comfort zone, and it's not what would be classed classically as normal behavior. And if you're walking around the supermarket, if you suddenly start combusting into laughter and star jumping around the supermarket, you are going to get some funny looks. Yeah. Okay. I get that. But first of all, try this in the privacy of your own room, your own home where nobody's looking. Okay. Because I promise you, once you get used to what your body does and really understanding what your personal recipe for feeling happy is or happier on the scale, then it will become easier. At first, you have to do those big movements, okay? because I really want you to stretch yourself. You know, if you stretch an elastic band or a piece of rubber, if you just stretch it a little bit, it will ping back immediately to where it was before. So if you're feeling sad most of the time, it's going to take you really stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone, outside of what is comfortable for you to do to make those changes, which is why I'm saying go full out, push yourself, okay? I want to see you jumping up and down, star jumping, laughing, smiling, just to see how far you can go up that scale, okay? Now, remember, you can try it for 10 seconds and then go back to feeling sad again if you choose to, but what you'll notice, and the magic of this, is that the more you push yourself, the higher you push yourself to smile, laugh, jump up and down, shift your body so that you're moving and your energy is up, the harder it is to go back to where you were before. It's harder to go lower down the scale. So what will happen is you'll go back down maybe a little bit, but not as far as you were. And that's all about that stretching concept. When you stretch that rubber band just a little bit further, so it can't go back to where it was before and that's the idea behind this, stacking all these different tools together to find the ones that you find resonate with you the most. Now, sometimes, like I said, in the supermarket or on public transport, it's not going to be so easy to suddenly jump up, put a smile on your face, start hysterically laughing and and start jumping around maybe the, the train carriage. That's probably something that is outside, well outside of your comfort zone, and understandably so, okay? So how can we dial it down once you have tried going to that full-on high level? Well, what you can do is notice what are the biggest shifts for you? For some of you, it's gonna be just moving your shoulders back and putting your chin a little bit higher. Just that small shift, once you've practiced going full out, your body will remember, oh yeah, okay, that small shift will give me a boost. So you can find what your recipe for happiness is by learning what your body does specifically. So understanding when you're sad, what that looks like, what your recipe is for your shoulders, your head, your chin, your breathing. And then looking at what your recipe for feeling happier is and then learning how you can shift easily between the two. And sometimes that can be a subtle shift that can give you a boost. And sometimes you might want to go full on and do the dancing around the room thing. You know, it's never too late to change your situation. One of my clients recently, Maureen, said to me, "Sara, I'm really struggling because I've been married twice. You know, I'm divorced twice. She's in her 60s. She said she felt like her best years had gone and that now this was how life was going to be. But it's never too late to start feeling good. It's never too late to get your life back on track. It's never too late to get your sparkle back, to get your mojo back, to start embracing life for what it is. You only live once. So let's make the most of it. And let's start now. To be fair, you've already started. You're listening to this podcast episode and you're already a long way into it with some great tools that are going to enable you to change your state in a heartbeat and start feeling good in an instant. So test them out, try them, okay? Because how you set your day up and what you do is up to you. One of my suggestions as well would be to start your day as you mean to go on. So quite often what will happen, especially during a breakup, is you'll wake up in the morning and feel okay for a split second until the realization hits you like a tsunami of, oh, Yeah, I know what I'm going through the breakup, the betrayal. You start thinking about it all over again. Now, one of the things I suggest to all my clients is take control of the thoughts that go in the first thoughts. Okay, so when you wake up and you're in bed before that tsunami hits you, I want you to have a phrase or a thought that works for you either, What am I grateful for today? and start thinking about the things that make you happy that you're grateful for or saying, today is going to be a great day, or saying, I'm going to make this an outstanding morning. Now, I know you're not going to believe it, and that's okay. Because again, it's kind of fake it till you make it, because this is you taking control of the remote control to your brain. If you're going to put in disempowering thoughts and suggestions, you're going to get disempowering thoughts and actions out. So what we want to do is take control. Will it permanently remove all the pain from your breakup? No, okay? We have to be realistic. But this is all about setting the game up to win, to help you to cope better, to help you to become more self-reliant so you're not giving your power away and dependent on other people to cheer you up and make you feel good. You know, there is a way to make this better, to make this easier to make this journey a smoother journey for you. So by setting up the morning so that you start off with a positive thoughts, so that you set it off with an uplifting thought every morning, that will at least give you a chance of getting the day off to a better start, okay? So morning mantras, coming up with something that really works for you that resonates, okay? And say it, say it out loud because that gives it more power, okay? I also want you to think about the things that you're holding on to in your head that hold you back. Now, another delegate on my heartbreak to happiness retreat said to me, Sarah, I just can't get over the thought that I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough. Like I'm not worthy. She said, my self-esteem is so, so low. My ex was constantly telling me what was wrong with me, what I'd done wrong, how unhappy he was with me, pointing out all my faults and weaknesses that actually I just feel rubbish about myself. So if you are like this delegate and holding on to thoughts like that, what I want you to do is come up with a blow-the-doors-off phrase that makes you feel good about you, okay? So take what's not great and flip it into the opposite. So a great example of this was one of my live retreats back in the day before the pandemic when we were allowed to do live retreats he said on the retreat that something that was holding him back that he was really hurt by was his wife had told him that he was no good in bed. She said she didn't want to have sex with him. She didn't want to be intimate with him because really he wasn't good in bed. Now, obviously that had hurt him and stung him. And I don't know if anyone else has had that said to them. I've had that said to me and it hurts. Okay. It really hurts. And it's something that you hang on to and that you will remember for a long time. Remember, our brain has a way of hanging on to those negative comments and insults and things that really sting and filtering out some of the better ones, doesn't it? We tend to focus on the negative, which doesn't serve us. So this delegate, Sam, was super hurt by this, and it was something that was holding him back getting into any other relationships because he just didn't want to disappoint anybody and he didn't want to have that feedback again, understandably. so we flipped it and we did this as a group because he was kind enough and brave enough to share this in one of my retreats. And so we came up with a new, more empowering phrase for him to call himself or to use. So what the delegates together came up with was, I'm a sex god. Okay. Now this stuck during the retreat and he became known as the sex god. And instead of calling him Sam, everyone would call him sex god. Now, at first, he was really uncomfortable. He's like, guys, I'm not. This is really awkward. I don't feel it. It's not me. But actually, it was done with kindness and integrity. And he got a real boost out of that. And actually, it stuck as a bit of a fun thing for him. And he just flipped it on its head. And he started to own it. And his body language changed. And he felt more confident. And he started to realize that that was just one person's opinion. It wasn't necessarily the truth it wasn't something he had to own or carry around that was something that someone had once said which was insignificant so actually by flipping it on his head and saying saying it out loud i'm a sex god and walking around as if he owned it and was really congruent with it even when he wasn't started to shift that balance for him Now he went on and started dating again and he has met a wonderful woman and they're super happy. So how can you flip your situation around? Now, if you have got something that's holding you back, like for example, you don't feel good enough. Now, how about coming up with a phrase that you can write on a post-it note and you can say out loud every day, like I'm a friggin' rock star, okay? Or I'm awesome or I'm loving life, okay? It has to be stated in the present, not I will love life one day or at some point I'll be better. No. In order to be powerful, it needs to blow the doors off, Okay, You need to really push yourself out of your comfort zone because I know you won't believe this right now. So what I want you to do is start thinking about a phrase that you can say that flips the negative thought on its head. So this particular lady on my retreat, she actually is very talented at artwork. She really is a genius, to be honest. She's so creative. Her artwork is really, really uh, emotional and powerful and moves people just looking at it. So we came up with, I'm a talented, creative genius. Okay, I'm a talented, creative genius. So that was something that she said, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. I kind of, you know, I'm not comfortable with saying that because I don't think I'm a genius, but I'm just going to put it out there. So you see, it's almost like stretching that elastic band analogy where if you don't set it so it blows the doors off and it's extreme, okay? Like I'm a sex god or I'm a friggin' rock star or I'm a talented creative genius, you're gonna settle for less, okay? It's gonna ping back a bit. So what we wanna do is make sure that we really stretch it. Now, some of you will be going, okay, I'm gonna come up with that. Now, once you've captured that, I want you to write it on a post-it note and stick it somewhere. You're going to see it every day. Maybe in the morning when you're brushing your teeth, somewhere where it's going to interrupt you every day just to remind you and hopefully bring a little smile or a little boost to your day. Okay? So we've covered a lot of things here that are going to make you happier, things that you can do, that you control, without relying on somebody else to step in and help you, to make you feel happier during your day. Okay? Now, also, I would want to add in, if there are any triggers in your home that make you feel sad or upset or remind you of your ex at this point where the best thing really isn't to have some space from them so that you can heal, then please remove them from your home. There's a certain mug or a jumper or a photograph you have up, then replace it. Replace it right away. Put it away. You can always get it out at a later time when you feel better about things if you want to, but please don't set yourself up to feel bad, okay? We need to be strategic. We need to remove those things from your home so you're not getting triggered to feel bad, and then replace them with lots of really great stuff. So maybe that's a lovely picture of you with some friends. Or maybe it's changing the ringtone on your phone to something that makes you smile, some upbeat, empowering music. I have Happy by Pharrell as my ringtone music because every time it goes off, it makes me feel good. And it just reminds me to feel happy. So you're creating a home and a life where there's little reminders that are going to give you a boost every day. So you don't settle back into the old pattern of, well, I've done it once this morning and that's it, and then sinking lower and lower during the day, that constantly around your home or maybe on you, for example, if you like painting your nails bright colours, that's a great way to remind yourself to smile or to feel good or to focus on the things that make you feel grateful in life, which is another really powerful tool to boost your mood. So how are you feeling on that scale of 0 to 10 now? Having smiled, faint laughed, come up with some really empowering phrases or mantras that you can start your day off with or that can be forefront of your mind whenever you start to sink into that self-doubt or not feeling good enough mode you're know, getting active getting outside taking control back of your life is really up to you you have the power please don't rely on other people It's great to have a support team. We've covered that in other episodes. It's great to have people around you that you can ask for advice and help. But it's also important to know that you control your happiness levels. I know sometimes it's hard when people are being unkind. I know what it feels like when you're being battered by behaviors that are upsetting and nasty and manipulative. The divorce process is set up in a way to be combative and difficult a lot of the time. So if you're going through that, you do need to start to grow your own resourcefulness so that you're in charge. And actually what this does is it gives you an amazing opportunity to build that self-reliance muscle so that by the end of this breakup journey, when you come out the other side, and you will, I know for some of you are thinking, will I ever? Yes, you will. You will. Things will get easier and they are getting easier as you listen to podcasts like this, which give you the tools to take your control back that you'll come out stronger. Yes, you may have scars, emotional scars from the breakup, but they don't have to define you. In fact, a reminder of your strength, of coming through some tough times, of digging deep, of stepping up, of absorbing tools and techniques that can help you and also being able to share those potentially with other people that you care about in the future. So, Please know that you control the remote control to your brain. So grab it with both hands. Start using these techniques, dialing down those negative emotions and dialing up the happiness. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode
0: that's it for today's episode of heartbreak to happiness head on over to itunes and subscribe to the show one lucky listener every single week that posts a review in itunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private vip day including exclusive one-on-one coaching with sarah davison herself be sure to head on over to heartbreak to happiness podcast.com and pick up a free copy of sarah's gift then join us on the next episode